when people are really stressed, it's like they're in a barn and all the doors and windows are closed. Ain't nobody getting in, ain't no way, ain't no how. And they've hunkered down and they think all the answers are inside their barn. Well, that's silly. No one can survive for any length of time in in a closed space. So when we use our body or we breathe different, the senses start to open up and all of a sudden new information comes in so that we realize that the map that we have inside of our head really isn't the real world. It's what it was whenever we closed the doors on the barn umpteen years ago. Boy, isn't that air stale? Don't you want to the fresh air in and find some new people to come in and hang with and run outside and play? It's all good. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. My name is Robbie Spear Miller, and I'm your host for the Hypnosis Show podcast. And today I'm really excited to uh, explore a topic that's really, really important for hypnosis and, and wellness, which is how do we use breathing to help ourselves feel better and get our goals? And so we all know that when we want to make changes in our lives, we have to change our body or our physiology first. And breathing is a very powerful way to do that. So today we're going to welcome Shannon Kisicevich. She's the owner of Ohio Valley Hypnosis and is a trainer for Master Hypnotist Society. And she's helped thousands of people lose weight, stop smoking and manage stress. And she has put together this method called HypnoBreath, which helps people use breathing and yoga and self-hypnosis to help themselves feel better and function better in life. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, great to have you here. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So why don't you start by sharing with us what your original interest was in hypnosis and yoga and breath work and, and change so that we know sure. a little bit about your background. Excellent. Thanks. Well, um, my first career, I became a, a CPA, an accountant, and did that for about 25 years and had an inordinate amount of stress. And I'd had health issues my whole life. And I was looking for a way to get out of some chronic illnesses and some a lot of pain. And so I started get I started with yoga back in, you know, probably the late 90s and started learning about it and learning about breath techniques and just how powerful breath can be when you're working on pretty much anything. And then around 2007, I was going to my chiropractor's office and she had a hypnotist in her office with her. And I'm like, that's interesting. So I set up an appointment and after the first session, I'm like, I have to know how to do this. I need to learn this. And in 2008, I got certified. (laughs) So it was just the most wonderful combination. I just felt like I had the right combination of pieces to really help myself and help others because I'd already started. I got certified in yoga in 2004. 
as a teacher. And once I had the hypnosis in 2008 is when I really decided, you know, I want to do this full time. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, I opened my own clinic in Albany, New York, and it was just everything I hoped it would be. And I've been working with individuals and businesses and schools and working with them on reducing stress and how to manage pain and stress and um, help, you know, with sleep issues and all sorts of things because of both the yoga and the hypnosis. And I found that they marry very well together and the breath work really enhances the hypnosis. So it's it was a nice combination. And through the training that I did with, with my hypnosis teachers, both Scott McFall and, and Vicki Thomas, I incorporated the self-hypnosis techniques that they taught with the breath techniques. And it's just worked beautifully. Awesome. And, and, you know, I, I think that most of us who are hypnotists, we had an experience where hypnosis really made a difference in our own lives. And you realize what's possible and it makes you want to be a hypnotist and help other people learn hypnosis to help themselves too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little more. I'm very intrigued by this whole breathwork thing. So tell us a little more about how, how it works. Sure. Well, and then the neat thing is, is that breath is the one function that's completely done consciously and unconsciously. So while we're talking, we weren't thinking about breathing and we didn't pass out. Good job. So, <laughs> so what we're looking at is how can we use our breathing to help us when we're not feeling like, like we're in that fight or flight or freeze stage where it feels like there's a tiger chasing us all the time when we're in our own living room or we're in the office or something like that. And so we get out of a comfortable rest and digest mode where the body has the ability to digest your food and reproduce your cells and be able to handle everything comfortably. And when we get into that high adrenaline state where we feel like we're, we're really stressed out, the breathing is the thing that changes and it changes our heart rate. Breathing is so powerful that it's really considered the master key by most yoga teachers so that you can, if you can do nothing else, even if you can't move, you can breathe. And so people that have had physical pain, what's one thing that they might be able to do even if they can't move? Well, you can focus on your breathing. And the way you change your breathing impacts your heart rate directly. And now if you're sitting here and you're going, I want my heart to beat faster or I want my heart to beat slower, you really can't do anything with that. I want to digest the pork chop from last night's dinner. You really can't consciously do that. But you can, through your breath, change how your body works with the whole involuntary system. So when we get a lot of adrenaline in the system, and that happens both in excitement and in stress and in like an anxious state. So it doesn't matter whether it's a positive stress or we consider a negative stress, the body gets hyped up. When we're in that heightened state and, and adrenaline is pumping through our system, 
the blood supply goes from the core of the body to the extremities in the brain. So we can either fight, flee, or we can think of a way to get out of the situation. Well, in that situation, we can't digest our food as well. Things like your hands might get cold. You might find that your blood pressure goes up. So how can we shift that? Well, the first way is the breathing. And if you've ever seen someone who's having, say, they're trying not to cry, they'll do something where they look up and they shake their hand and they'll be like, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, no, I'm okay. And their eyes look up. And they take a deep breath in and then they blow it out and they move something in their body, whether it's their hand to fan themselves or if it's, you know, they start to pace or do something, they start to use that adrenaline. Well, by looking up as you're doing a breathing technique, your eyes are, are connected into the brain in such a way that when you look up, the muscles around your eyes stimulate the glands in the brain, the pituitary gland in the brain, to release endorphins, which is a natural anti-stress hormone. So it's that runner's high, that euphoric feeling. It's also a natural pain reliever. So when you have this wonderful tool that can change your body's chemistry, it immediately feels different. So it's not just wishful thinking or positive thoughts. You're actually really changing your body's chemistry. So when we do that, we start to create a state where the body is changing its chemistry. When you breathe in certain ways, and we'll go over that in a moment, you can actually change the heart rate and slow it. And when you do the combination of the lower heart rate and your heart is going slower, your body's going, okay, okay, I can handle this. I'm good. And then you get the feedback from the chemistry of your body. Then all of a sudden, everything feels a little bit more manageable. It might just take the edge off or it could completely change your state. So to do that, right before you go into hypnosis, I find just skyrockets the benefits from the hypnosis. Because again, you're putting yourself in that wonderful state to bring about a change, to change a belief, to change a pattern, whatever it is. Mm. All right, great. So we're really uh, giving people a way to, to move with their body and an easy way in to make your body go in the direction that's helpful for change, right. for discovery, for healing so that it's not like a, it happens or it doesn't or the stars don't have to be aligned. You can actually choose it. Absolutely. And that's what I find most powerful about this, about the yoga, the breathing, the hypnosis, is that it puts all of the power to heal with us. You don't need to have a certain tool. You don't have to have a certain pill. You don't have to have a certain person or maybe your, you know, your little dolly or your whoopee or whatever, you know, whatever it is, there's not a talisman that you need. It's your things that you're, you're born with, you're breathing. And one of the things I find that keeps people stuck is finding that they give away their power. They blame other people or they wait for somebody to take care of them or they try to you know, think that, well, if I just find the drug or if I just find the technique, because I did that for a while, if I just find that one 
right combination. Like you said, the stars will align, everything will be fine. It'll be like, ah, I'm healed. So- <laughs> I just love that. Anytime we want. <laughs> and this is great because it's with you and it's portable. You breathe and you control where you look. Yeah, awesome. So are there specific steps that you lead people through or like show, give me like, lead me through it. I want to see and feel what, how does this work? Sure. So what I'll do first is I'll ask you to think of something. Now I know you're a hypnotist, so you may not be able to get stressed, but you're a mom and a wife and a business owner. So I'm sure you can find something to stress a little bit about. So if you can think of something right now that just tweaks you a little bit or maybe really sets you off, it could be pain, it could be a thought, but whatever it is, just connect with that feeling. And on a scale of one to 10, one being I'm chill and I'm relaxed and 10 being about a panic attack. I mean, you're ready to just run away. See how intense you can get it right now before we get started. Okay. Just have that number in your head and let me know when you're ready. And anyone at home can do this too. Get into that. I don't want you to purposely stress yourself out, but connect with the feeling that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So now with your eyes either open or closed, you're going to look between your eyes and up slightly. So it's as if you're with your eyes open or closed, you're looking from between your eyebrows. Now with your eyes up like that, you're going to take a deep breath in and hold it as long as you can and when you can't hold it any longer you're going to blow it out through your mouth with control slowly good we're going to do this two more times just keeping the eyes up there another deep breath in hold it as long as you can if you can even swallow in between again that even helps And then when you can let the exhale go through your mouth, slowly with control, let it go. Once you've done that the second time and exhaled, you'll do it one more time again, just keeping the eyes up, holding the breath as long as you can, and then blowing that air out with control very slowly. Always make sure you have control of the exhale when you blow it out. Now, when you've done that three times, keeping your eyes in that position, check in and tell me, what was your number to start with? It was about a six. What is your number now? Mm, Probably a three. Mm -hmm. And you can go ahead and open your eyes if you're having your eyes closed. So most people in one round of three breaths will cut their stress in half can cut a pain level significantly. If you don't get it all the way to go away, you can do another round of three breaths. The nice thing is I've rarely had someone go above like four or five rounds of three before they notice it's either a zero or it's completely manageable. Mm -hmm. So when you do this, What did you notice different in your body? How did you know the sensations that were stress? And how did you notice when they were lessened? So that with the stress, I had a tightness like in my, below my solar plexus. Mm -hmm. That was the main thing that stood out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's still there a little bit, but it's much, much better. Right. And if you wanted to do another round of three, easy enough to do. And again, keeping the eyes up is important because of the stimulation of the pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. So often when we're doing these things, we'll say to someone in hypnosis, okay, go ahead and close your eyes. You can roll your eyes up and then we just sort of let it trail off and the eyes will generally come down. But if you're really feeling something intense, keep the eyes up. I've had people use this before surgery. I've had people who were in tremendous pain. I've had people in full-blown panic attacks who were sitting on the floor sobbing. And I said, that's fine. You can sit there. I said, I'm standing up. I said, just look at me, look up here and tell me whatever story you need to tell me. And then they start laughing because they're flooding the body with endorphins. And the longer you stay in that position with your eyes up, breathing and not holding your breath, but breathing, then all of a sudden everything feels different. Mm -hmm. When I go into offices or I've I've talked at different conferences and and a lot of different schools and, and businesses and things like that, I'll talk with them and I'll say, so who here has stress? And one or two hands might go up. <laughs> and Let's do admit it. <laughs> everybody in the room is like, Ding! their hand goes straight up in the air, like a little kid with the answer in second grade. Oh. And understand that by the end of it, they're all coming over going, wow, that's wonderful. Now, this technique, I also tell people to use if they're having a hard time going to sleep. But if they're having a hard time going to sleep, I'll add a little something. When you're having a hard time falling asleep, you want your eyes to be fatigued. Now, most people don't look up most of the time. And in fact, if someone has clinical depression or has a lot of physical pain, you'll notice that they're most of the time looking down. If someone is trying to coach an actor to learn to cry on command, they have them look down because it's easier to connect with that. If you've ever seen someone try not to cry, they're always looking up. And so the whole idea is that when you look up, this might be really exhausting. I've had a couple people say, you know, it, it, it sort of almost was uncomfortable. It almost hurt. And I'll say, okay, so then just lower the eyes a little bit. Do it a little bit at a time. Because just like if you don't use your arm for a while and it's in a sling, you can't go out and like, you know, pitch a baseball game. If you aren't used to looking up, you have to work up to it. And as the muscles above the eyes start to become stronger, it becomes easier and easier. Hmm. So again, anywhere you want to go, easy enough to do. And it's three breaths. You can panic later, but if you have three breaths, you can actually see if you can make a big dent in it. <laughs> I always tell people, I said, you can go back to having a panic attack later. Just try this for right now. <laughs> and Three breaths doesn't take more than a minute or so. Yeah. So they're worried you're going to steal away their ability to have a panic attack. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, you can take it back. When you leave, you can just go right into a pit of sorrow. That's okay. Or not. <laughs> now you have options. <laughs> so you're proving to them they have a choice. Absolutely. And again, if once they notice the sensation, then they become more curious and they'll say, well, how does this work with hypnosis? Well, the fun thing is most people are in trance most of the time. 
If you have someone who's smoking, well, they had to hypnotize themselves to become a smoker. There is no creature that thinks, you know what, today I want to suck in smoke. That's going to be fun. We have to convince ourselves that it's something that we want or that's something that's going to benefit us in some way. Every behavior starts from a positive intention. Someone's trying to get out of stress. Someone's trying to fit in. Someone's trying to find something to help them, whether it's just distracting them from whatever's stressing them. So when you find that you're able to realize that, oh, wait a second, you mean I hypnotized myself? Well, yes. So if I tell you, don't think of a zebra, 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 and I ask, what are you thinking about? You might be thinking of something with stripes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if we're constantly telling ourselves what we don't want, we're hypnotizing ourselves. So is the pattern that you're using, is the program that you're using working for you? Nine times out of 10, they'll say no. (laughs) And so I'll say, well, let's try a different pattern. Let's try a different program. I said, your job was hard. My job's easy. I get to help you do something that you want to do. That's going to help you feel good. You did something that made you feel not so good. You thought it was a good idea, but it didn't quite work out so well. So let's try something else. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll then add a quick five-minute self-hypnosis. So between the hypno-breath eye technique and the other component of the hypno-breath, which is the hypnosis part, we're probably talking about six to seven minutes. There aren't very many people who say they don't have six to seven minutes in their entire day to do something for themselves. And if they do, they have really hypnotized themselves. (laughs) So we can do the self-hypnosis right afterwards. And then they really feel once they've had that endorphin flood. And some people will really notice it physically. Some people, when they look up, they'll say, it almost feels like a warm liquid is washing over my body. Or I've had people say, it felt like all the stress was right in the middle of my chest and then it just went to my toes. Some people say that it just felt good. Just depends on how kinesthetic they are. And so when you find somebody that's feeling that sensation, they tend to be more attuned to their body not feeling good because they're so used to it. We'll give them something else to feel and they can latch onto that and find relief. Mm-hmm. I love this because it's such a, a quick, low-risk way for somebody to discover something new. And right. then it's easier for them to use it in bigger and bigger ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for the five-minute self-hypnosis, we can do it right now. And if anyone is listening, as long as they're not driving, this is a good thing. <laughs> no operating heavy machinery. So all we need to do is just sit with the feet flat on the ground, with your arms uncrossed, and just close your eyes. This is an eyes-closed self-hypnosis. And with the eyes closed, just roll the eyes up, looking between the eyebrows and up slightly. And with the eyes closed, take that nice deep breath in. Hold it as long as you can, and then let it go. Go. 
And then you'll do it two more times, another deep breath in and hold it. And then you'll just slowly let it out through your mouth. Remember that, that breathing sound. It's okay to make noise. That third deep breath, keeping the eyes up. Just hold that breath as long as you can. And then once you need to let it go again, let it out through your mouth. And just begin breathing gently. And what you'll find with your eyes up as you breathe gently, you can use your imagination now. Imagine a warm white light of liquid relaxation either coming from above your head down into your body or below your feet up into your body until your body absorbs all that warm white light, that liquid relaxation from head to toe and toe to head. Some people like to think of standing in a warm shower Others like to think of stepping into a wonderful warm tub of water. Whatever works for you is what's right for you. Once you feel your whole body is completely saturated with that relaxation, then imagine going downstairs, an escalator or an elevator, whatever works for you, that bottom level being a state of deep hypnosis. And when you get to that deep bottom level at your own pace, you'll know you're in that state of deep hypnosis because with your eyes up, relaxing deeply, you'll tug at your eyelids and they'll feel like they're stuck. You might tug at your legs and they could feel like they're filled with lead. When you've satisfied yourself of that sensation and you realize that you're in that state, you can repeat to yourself 27 times or until you lose track of counting. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. You'll just say that in your mind. You don't have to say it out loud. And once you either reach 27 or you lose track of counting, that's your unconscious mind taking the suggestion in and owning it. When you reach that point, you'll just count in your mind from one to five, awakening 20% with each number. And then when you get to the number five, you'll awaken with your eyes open, feeling wonderful and refreshed. Until then, you're just repeating your phrase. Every day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Take your time. This is a wonderful way to let stress and tension just disappear. Focusing on your breathing, focusing on the phrase, and just letting everything drift. Coming back when you're ready, when you find that you've either reached 27, there you go, or you lost track. So how do you feel? Good. It's very relaxing. It's mm-hmm. amazing how deep you can get in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is the phrase is customizable. 
we, I just used a standard phrase that's good for pretty much everything. Every day in every way, that's wealth, that's health, that's fate relationships, that's you name it. You're getting better and better applies. You're already good. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice phrase to use. It's a great sensation. And the more people use it, the quicker and easier it becomes, the deeper they get. Mm. So some of the phrases I've used with people is, I enjoy being a natural non-smoker. Or I love eating right in the right amount at the right time. Or perhaps it's, I enjoy moving my body in healthy ways every day. And they can add specifics about, you know, I've had one gentleman who wanted to lift heavy weights and he'd give me the specific amount of weight that he wanted to work with. And I I helped him work on that. So it's really whatever you want to work with. And the beautiful one for sleeping is nice and slow. I'll tell people, I fall asleep easily. I sleep soundly through the night and I wake rested in the morning as if I had a full eight hours of sleep. Now, that one, well, because I've used that so much, my husband actually laughs at me because he's like, you fall asleep faster than anyone I've ever met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, well, that's one of the side effects of being a hypnotist and a yoga instructor. <laughs> when I relax, I completely relax. Yeah, there are good career perks for sure of being yeah, a hypnotist. <laughs> yeah. Great. So one of the things as I'm observing my response is that I felt myself wanting to go more visual. And because I find for me personally, if I'm if I'm talking, there is some uh, I find it more relaxing to be in my body, like so the breathing and the eyes and then being and visualizing something. Absolutely. And there's so many people that I find that are exactly that way. And I'll tell them, get a picture in your mind Mm -hmm. of what it is healthy means. Get a picture in your mind of what relaxed means Mm -hmm. and stay with that. And again, you're just staying in there about five minutes. The 27 times gives you about five minutes worth. It's also a bit far enough out that you'll probably forget and lose track and you'll get more into the task of just relaxing. I don't know, I don't know who's able to actually count to 27. <laughs> I certainly couldn't. Well, I've never made it past about 10. <laughs> yeah, but it sure keeps your mind occupied. for this. So for those people who get distracted by their thoughts, this really helps to focus. And that's the thing that's nice is that for people that are very analytical, sometimes it's better to go visual. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if they need to have something to focus on, it gives the conscious mind a toy to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, keeps- it feels like it's a part of things. It's like, oh, I want to help. I want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really the whole thing. It takes longer to explain than it does to do. Mm-hmm. But again, the breath is a big part because, again, you're flooding the body with the endorphins. So you take the edge off first. Having the feet nice and flat on the ground is really good because you're grounded. Mm-hmm. When, when people have pain, they're usually going to hold their breath. If anyone's ever been shocked or hurt, it was like, <gasps> and then they hold their breath and it locks all of the trauma into your cells. Mm-hmm. So you froze and you held your breath. Well, the only way to get that trauma out of your cells is to breathe and move. 
So even just shaking your hands or shaking your arms or going for a walk, which uses both the arms and the legs, uses the adrenaline. So if you use up that rocket fuel that you just pumped into yourself, you can calm everything down. And if you can't go walking because you're in pain, even just looking up and doing the breathing, it shows your body you're in control. And it's all about giving control back to us. The pain might feel like it's taking it away. The sickness might feel like it's stealing it from you. There's always a war against some illness. Rather than battling the illnesses, I tell people, don't think it's something being done to you. Realize that there's something in this for you to learn, and it's always positive. It's always only about you. If you get that lesson, many times the problem just dissolves. So it's never that we're being punished for something, but it's that there's something that we need to learn, something we're not seeing. Maybe it's that we were exposed to chemicals. Maybe that there was a trauma. You know, myself, I've had more than 10 car accidents. Believe me, I I used to have a really hard time even just getting in a car. Yeah, I can imagine. Lots of car accidents. <laughs> I'm driving with you, Shannon. <laughs> But, you know, when you grow up in the country, lots of stuff happens. (laughs) But understand that you held your breath and you froze. So just breathe and move. As you breathe and move, everything becomes more possible. Everything loosens up. And oftentimes when you move, the pain dissolves or at least it lessens. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I want people to get from all of this, whether it's yoga, hypnosis, hypno breath, whatever it is, we have choice. We choose to take this deep breath calmly. We choose to move, go for a walk. Like you said, changing physicality first can, it can just make all the world a difference. Mm-hmm. If you're not moving, And remember, moving your eyes up is moving. So even if you can't physically move, you've changed your physicality. You're looking somewhere else. You're changing your breathing. You're breathing different, so that changed it too. But the moment you look up or you breathe differently, what I find is that your senses open up. When people are really stressed, it's like they're in a barn and all the doors and windows are closed. Mm. Ain't nobody getting in. Ain't no way. Ain't no how. Mm. (laughs) and they've hunkered down and they think all the answers are inside their barn well well that's silly no one can survive for any length of time in in a closed space so when we use our body or we breathe different the senses start to open up and all of a sudden new information comes in so that we realize that the the map that we have inside of our head really isn't the real world It's what it was whenever we closed the doors on the barn umpteen years ago. Boy, isn't that air stale? Don't you want to let the fresh air in and find some new people to come in and hang with and run outside and play? It's all good. Mm -hmm. Great. And so for those of you out there who might have avoided changing or avoided really doing something to help yourself because maybe you're afraid of heartbreak or you think that you need to figure it out in your head, this is a great place to start. It, 
so that you you can start to experience by doing this one simple thing that you actually can feel different and that it can help you feel better. And that can be a great opening to discovering what else we can do with hypnosis. Because once you're in that state, we can do all kinds of cool stuff. Absolutely. So share with our audience how they can reach you to find out more about you and what you do and how you can help them with hypnosis. Absolutely. Well, my website is ohiovalleyhypnosis.com. And I have the office phone number is 330-568-4747. And the information is on my website. You can also um, find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook account, Ohio Valley Hypnosis and Wellness. And I do, I teach yoga classes in person and remote. I do hypnosis sessions in person and remote. And I, I oftentimes will go to schools or businesses because someone says, you know, I really found a lot of benefit from this. Can you help me out my work? They're really a bunch of stressed out people. <laughs> and sure enough, it's amazing how people will start gathering around the water cooler and they'll say, did you try looking up? <laughs> things, are, things are looking up, aren't they? Just put the sign up. Things are looking up. <laughs> awesome. Great. All right. And so I love this because it's it's such a, a small thing anybody could do that will give them a taste of what's possible. And if people want to learn more, we also have a lot of resources on our website, hypnosistrainingcanada.com. And you can find out more there about how you can use hypnosis to help you. If you're ready to, to have the live experience, we do a free consultation to see if this is a good fit for you. So you can feel free to go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and book a time to do that as well. If you love to challenge yourself in sports or in other ways, next week's podcast is for you. Hypnotist Jeff Martin will be sharing with us how hypnosis can help you excel at sports and be a great team player and use these skills to do amazing things in every area of your life. And if you're wanting to discover more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear-Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.